0: Hey, welcome everybody to church today. And I'm so thankful that you're connecting with us online. And I know yesterday, yesterday afternoon, we made the announcement um, that several members of our church staff have tested positive for COVID. And, and therefore, we're, we're just gonna move online for the next two weeks. Um, as you said from the very beginning of all of this, that your safety um, has been and will continue to be our number one priority. And so I just say thank you for being flexible with us, for understanding. So many of you have reached out, want to know how can we help. Uh, I'm really glad to report on their staff that they are, doing, they are doing well. Um, but I know of people in our church right now that that's not the case. They are not doing well. Um, there are people that are struggling, that we're praying for them and caring for their needs. In fact, the best way for us to stay connected while we're not meeting in person for the next two Sundays um, is the, the app. Um, and the best way for you to, to, for you to tell us what's going on is that connection card, there's a piece for prayer requests. And, and if you fill that out, we will pray with and for you by name every day. We'll follow up with you, see if there's anything that we can do. Um, that is not a burden. That is not, oh, the church, they're too busy. No, listen, this is why we are here, to care for you, to walk this journey. And we just want you to know that we love you, you're valuable to us. And even though we're not meeting in person for the next two Sundays, uh, we believe that God still wants to meet you and, and speak to you each and every, every week. Um, and if you're a guest today and you're looking for a church, um, that's our commitment to you. Uh, we're not a perfect church, not a perfect pastor, but I mean, we love you. And, and we believe that God has something great in store for each and every one of us. And we love to partner on this spiritual journey. And we believe that God wants to do something really powerful in your life, even today. And um, I'm gonna start a brand new series that I am so excited about. Um, for several months, we've been preparing, planning, talking, discussing, praying, dreaming as an elder team, as a staff team, like, God, God, what do you have for our church? Like 2020 has been crazy. Um, there's no doubt about that. But we are taking the position, and I can't encourage you enough, we here at Trinity Church, we are taking the position that 2020, it is not a setback year. Come on, it is a set up year. And I know if you were in the room right now, come on, you would be shouting amen. It is not a setback; it is a set up. And I wanna share with you some things that we believe God is setting us up for, some amazing things for our future. In this series, it all kind of comes an end for our make a difference offering. But before I talk about that, uh, let me just kind of share with you this, this theme verse. Every time I talk about vision and making a difference together, I love how Eugene Peterson, like in the message paraphrase, um, words, Proverbs 29, he writes, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Isn't that true? Where there is no vision, the King James tells us the people perish. And this is true, not just for churches, but this is true for your family. If you don't have, if you don't know your why, you don't know what God is up to, like you're not gonna accomplish much. It's true for a business. And it's certainly true for a church. And so my job is to like, kind of like bring to light, what is God doing? Cause I don't want us to be a church that stumbles all over ourselves. I want us to have the end of this verse. But when we attend to what God reveals, when we understand what God is doing and we get after it with everything that we can, guess what the promise is? We are people that are most blessed. And church, that's what I want for for us collectively, but really that's what I want for you individually, for your family, that we can look back and we can say, man, we are people who are most blessed. So where are we going, Jared? That's the question I get all the time. Like, what's, what's up? Well, this series will end with our Make a Difference offering on December 13th. And the reason why I like to give this so far in advance to you is because I don't want there to be any pressure. I'm gonna give you a vision, and as God speaks to you, I, I, I ask that you pray, and as God speaks, that you're willing to sacrifice, and then collectively as a church, we're willing to give to make a difference this holiday, this, this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, this Christmas season. So our Make a Difference offering on December 13th. It's our one offering every year that we give over and above what we normally give so we can make an incredible difference. I like to say this is our way to accelerate the vision and the mission of this church. And this offering, we're gonna call it, it's gonna go to the five lanes of impact, if you will our five areas of vision right now that we have. And some of this, we do this every year, but there's two at the end that are gonna be new for us. And 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 I'm so excited to share with you. But the first one is our local missions. This offering every year, it helps us accelerate what we wanna do locally through our involvement in eight Mesa Title I schools. We're doing a lot, but we wanna do more. Our food pantry, we're doing a lot, we wanna do more. Um, our community events, local outreach events that we have. Our, you know, when we bring people back at our campus for the fall festival, all all those types of things, like this offering allows us to do that. And we're already doing a lot, but we want to do more. And your giving, this offering, allows us to accelerate the vision of the church. So it's local missions. The second one is national missions, uh, talking about here in America. And this, this goes to support church plants through our two church planning partners, which is Converge and also the Southwest Church Connection. Between those two partnerships, our vision and our dream is over the next 10 years to plant 350 life giving gospel centered churches. How how many of you know, like America needs great churches. And the percentage is so real that more people in a church plant come to faith in Jesus than in established churches. So we don't wanna miss out on that. We wanna find church planters, we wanna support church planters, and we wanna be on the ground for a front row seat to what God wants to do through some great church plant partners. So the part of this offering will help us be able to do just, just that. The third thing is our international missions. If if you're new around Trinity Church, I just think it's important that you know that we support over 20 mission partners around the world. Um, In Poland now, uh, we have missionaries in West Africa, in Mali, all over um, this world, your giving, your mission dollars is being used to train up leaders, to plant churches, to make an incredible difference. And this year, we wanna do more. We wanna support more missionaries. As opportunities arise that they, our mission partners have, Trinity Church, we want to be able to meet that need. We want to take, we are praying and we are hoping that we can take some mission trips at the end of 2021. Um, we want to take, we want to take you on a mission trip. We, we want to, I want to give you a, a front row seat to what God is doing around the world. When you give to make a difference, it allows us to do this. And we want to do more into our future than we've ever done before through international missions. Now here's number four. Here's where it gets a little bit different from years past. But here's some needs that we see right now for Trinity Church that God is presenting to us. And number four, write it in. Um, We're gonna create a pastoral residency here at Trinity Church. Um, By September, 2021, We are believing that the first wave of residents will join us and this will include people who have graduated college or in college and they have a clear call on their life um, to be a pastor, to be a church worker and we're gonna bring them in to serve with our staff and we train them up. This will be our leadership pipeline for future locations of Trinity Church, for partner churches, for church planning. Um, Pastor Julie, I'm, I'm so proud, like she, she's gonna be leading this initiative for us. And, and we believe, and we are excited that the best and the brightest future church leaders will come and be a part of what God is doing here at Trinity Church. And so we we're hoping for a handful of residents in the fall as God provides, as God leads, but a portion of this offering will help us launch and launch it well, our brand new pastoral residency. I'll be giving you more information about that in the months ahead, uh, but you're hearing it here first. By fall 2021, we're gonna be launching a pastoral residency for future leaders, future worship pastors, um, future children, students, um, for all Trinity locations um, into our our future. Now, the fifth thing that I'm really excited to share with you, and this, this has surprised all of us. Um, as we've come back to church in September, um, only about 35 to 40% of you have returned to in-person worship gatherings. And by the way, that's, that's okay, we understand. That's why we've invested in this online campus platform. Um, if you aren't ready feel comfortable coming back to church yet, but there's no pressure. But the one area that has surprised us in growth is the amount of new families that are now attending Trinity Church, and they have a child or children with special needs. We are blown away by this. In fact, it wouldn't be weird um, or different now um, on a weekend for us to be ministering to six, seven, or eight special needs kids and families. And beyond just the big rooms and having the stage and ministering to the crowds, our commitment has always been that we want to pastor and we want to love um, the people of our church like that God brings to us. And so part of this offering is we see, like right now is the time for us to invest and launch a special needs ministry here at Trinity Church. Um, We want to build out, use some different spaces on our campus as a sensory room that will adequately and effectively care for and bring ministry to these children and these families with special needs. We want to connect with them on their level. We want to teach them that God has a great plan and a great purpose for their life. And how we're doing ministry right now currently, it's not set up for that. So we see right now is the time for us to invest and make this commitment. Now we see this happening. This is a $50,000 build out. We're not gonna build a new building or a new room. We're gonna basically just move some things around on our campus, the best room possible, so we can do this in in the most effective way. I'll be giving you more information about that in the days to come. But church, this is our moment. Like God, this is who God is bringing to Trinity Church, and we couldn't be more excited about it. I, our staff, we view this is, this is like we get to do this. This is an incredible moment, and a large part, a portion of this offering of God' speaking to you will help us, will allow us to build out the most, I, I believe, the most incredible, state-of-the-art sensory room for our special needs friends and their families. In fact, I just want to introduce you to a new friend of ours that's been hanging out at Trinity Church over the last couple of months. This is Ashley and her family. And we got to know them a couple months ago, started attending church. And it was this week I received this email, just kind of sharing some experiences with churches and why they kept on coming back to Trinity. Church, just just follow along as, or just listen to this as as I read Ashley and her family's story. She writes this. "Um, Dear Pastor Jared and Amanda, in February 2016, I had a six-month-old baby and an almost three-year-old. She writes, I was in an extremely lonely place with a newborn and a significantly harder than normal toddler. I found a church after our youngest, Coleman, was born because I needed a safe place to take Canaan so that I could have a break for just one hour each week. I can remember the moment like yesterday when I had taken Canaan to Sunday school and the only adult in the room said to me, this boy can no longer come here unless he starts to behave himself or unless you plan to stay with him. Ashley writes, I I didn't ask questions, I didn't need to. I just sat down with the baby in my arms in front of a TV screen that I was offered to watch the service and I was silent. She writes, I didn't cry. I didn't get angry. I didn't say a single word, but I felt my soul die. I felt the church give up on me that day. I got in my car when it was all over and I cried and I cried hard. I cried all the way home with so many questions running through my mind. Like, why was my child unlovable? Why was he so hard? What did I do as a mom? Like, what did I do wrong? She started asking questions like, God, are you even there? Like, what about faith, hope and love? Why did this chapter of my life have to be so hard? And why was it anyone there to lift me up when I needed it the most? Like in the struggle, I just needed one person to tell me that it would be okay. But instead, the church left me in a basket of tears and all alone. She writes, Canaan was diagnosed with nonverbal autism one year after that incident in that church. It was one of the most difficult times in our life. He wasn't potty trained, he didn't talk, he ran away, he yelled in frustration, which resulted in me yelling back at him. But yet my boy was gentle, he was kind, he made great eye contact, he showed interest in his peers, if only for a moment, he was playful, he was silly, he was incredibly happy. She writes, my Canaan sees the world uh, differently, but sees it through a lens of pure joy and love. She writes, when we did get his diagnosis, it was like everything made sense finally. It also lifted this incredibly heavy burden off of me. She writes, I no longer have to fix my boy. I get to enjoy him. I don't have to carry any guilt, we get to start living. Then came 2020 (laughs) and COVID and quarantine and isolation. She said, I sat in my home from mid-March until the end of July. Again, I was in a dark space. I was depressed, alone, going through the motions of life. She writes, a friend introduced me to Amanda Moore bootcamp. Gyms were starting to open again, but they didn't have childcare. And on a whim, I messaged Amanda asking if I could pay for private sessions and bring my kids along. I warned her of Canaan um, being autistic, which is a habitual response to the insecurity and rejection I always feel. But I told her, Hey, I'll bring tablets. I'll bring a baby gate. I'll try to keep them in a corner, hoping for the best. Ashley says, I was shocked when Amanda didn't hesitate to try it out promising me that she's a mom and she totally gets it and everything will be fine. I explained that Canaan would run off given every chance, but Amanda didn't show a sign of frustration when, even when Kanan would use her PVC pipes as swords and her floor mats as a giant puzzle piece. When I needed someone to take a chance, Amanda did. And my children's joy and mentions of Miss Amanda's only solidify our friendship and what she's selflessly done for us. But somewhere in the chaos, we became friends. And it would take about five weeks, but one day Amanda mentioned that I'm a pastor. Ashley writes, I think I froze, and my, uh, my initial and eternal response was, you have got to be kidding me. Over the last five years since I left the church, I knew I needed to connect in one. And I'd reach out to friends for a church, but my heart was never in it. And suddenly there I stood talking with Amanda, knowing that it was time. I think my facial expressions told her exactly what I, what I was thinking because she called later to apologize and to let me know there was no pressure. And she didn't tell me that her husband was a pastor so that I would feel obligated to attend their church. But as she writes, a couple weeks later, my family walks into Trinity for the first time. Jared, it's not without intervention of God that I'd walk into your children's church with a very kind Pastor Julie and entire staff who had a pair of headphones in her hand for Canaan, like just in case. And with a little more help to support Canaan as he explored and ran through the giant room, exploring every inch of the exact places he wasn't supposed to go. (laughs) But there they were with so much grace, so much patience, and a willingness to learn more. She writes, there was no pushback, no frustration. There was joy, there was love, and there was a welcoming spirit for my boys. If Amanda hasn't already told you, what keeps us coming back to Trinity is that the boys love going to church, and they frequently ask, is today church day? It speaks volumes to your staff who are just absolutely incredible. She finishes her email by saying, Jared, it's not without God that I walk into a church where a man would get sermons using scripture, but with the ability to talk with a congregation and not at them. I can hear your messages, I can relate to them, and I listen with an unexplainable desire to learn more. She finishes by saying this, Jared, we have said yes to Jesus. And as you often say, we are now holding nothing Back. come on church I know you're in your home today but can we just praise God for Ashley's story and her family what God is doing isn't that amazing like every time I've read that email four or five times this week and every time I just get so emotional praising God that this is a place this is a place where everyone is welcome and anything is possible and church like this is our moment this make a difference offering this is our moment to do more than ever before, not less. 2020 is not a setback. 2020 is a set up Like God has brought us here. Come on, for more, to do more, to reach more people, to hear of more families coming together, hear of more marriages restored, more people saying yes to Jesus. Like this is our moment, church. I'm inviting you. I can't think of a a more important investment that we will ever make with our money and our resources and our time and our talent than the local church. So church, I I don't tell you to give to make a difference offering because we need your money, because we don't. I'm asking you to pray, talk it with your spouse if you're married, like come, like find that number and come ready to give your best gift. If, If all of us gave $100 like, so I have a family of five. So if for my home, if $100, $500, if all of us did that, who call Trinity Church home, like we, this offering would be over $100,000. Some of you like, there's, you're, Jared, there's no way I could give that. You, you don't understand, that's okay. Some of you that like, that's exactly what you can give for this offering. Others of you, you can give way more, like somebody like you could write a check for a hundred thousand dollars and you wouldn't miss it. It wouldn't affect your bottom line, your net worth at all. Here's what, here's what I'm asking. It's not a certain dollar amount, but it's, it's equal sacrifice that if all of us right now say, Hey, we're going to give to this. Like that's when we can make, make an incredible difference. And I ask you to join us in this. I'm not asking you to do something that Amanda and me aren't going to do. Like this is our moment. God has brought us here to do more, not to do less. And I I just think it's really important that I tell you this, that this is good ground. This investment, it's a good investment. You'll never miss a dollar when you give it to the kingdom of God, to reach more, to do more to have more of an impact than ever before. Now, as I ask you to give to this, I do think it's important that I just kind of give you like highlights of, of what our financial situation at Trinity Church is. From time to time, I like to do this, but because we're not meeting in person, this is kind of like our town hall-ish meeting. I'm gonna do it real quick. But in 2020, this was, this was our budget. You uh, approved $1.1 million, which by the way, that was. Our budget has increased 77% over the last three years. It's absolutely amazing what God is doing. So we praise God for that. But when the pandemic hit, we decided that, hey, we're going to pull back. We don't know how it's all going to play out. So our projected expenses for 2020 is 1046 dollars under budget. And we're all like, yay, way to go. Yeah, and we still were able to invest in our online campus, updates around this campus, which by the way, that never ends. Like we're we're able to do these things because of this reason and this is where we're blown away. But our projected income for 2020 is $1.2 million, everybody. That is a positive of $161,000. Can, again, I know you're in your home, but can you just take a moment, come on. And can we praise God for his goodness and his faithfulness and how he has sustained us in church. I tell you that, not just so we can pat ourselves on the back, I tell you this because this is good ground. This is where you want to invest. We see what God wants to do in the future. Like we see how we're building it right now. Like this is just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg for where we believe God is bringing this church. And you're asking, you have more vision? Like where else do we have to go? Like Jared, it's good. Don't mess this up. (laughs) Like why do you, why? Why do we want to do more? It's good. Every bill is paid. We have money. Like people are coming to faith in Jesus. Like why, church, we don't have an option to pat ourselves on the back and say, it's good enough. Like we are called by God as followers of Jesus. Like, we, it is, like To take more steps of faith, to believe that God wants to do more in our hearts and in our lives. So as we've been praying and discussing and dreaming about the future, here's where we believe God is, like this is in 10 years. So this is a 10 year run. Where where do we see God taking us as a church? Here's what we're asking God for. You ready for this? Some of you, like this is gonna blow you away, but this is where we really believe God is leading this church. We're gonna ask, we are asking God for 5,000 people to say yes to Jesus. That is 1% of the total population of Mesa. We're asking God, God, would you use us, would you use Trinity Church to reach 1% of people who don't know Jesus to step over the line of faith and give their heart and their life to him? This is a like big God faith ask. Like we can't, we know who we are. We, We need you to come down and intervene and make this happen. By the way, since 2018, 531 people have said yes to Jesus in our weekend services. So we're really asking God like, hey, like 10X that vision. Would you do 10 times more than what we've been able to do in the last three years? Are you scared yet? Good. This is where we depend upon God. We're asking God for 5,000 people. God, would you, could we be a part of that? The second ask, we're asking God, hey, can we baptize 2,500 people? for people to publicly declare their faith in Jesus in water baptism. And we're also asking God, and I'm really excited about this one. We're asking God, can we send a thousand people on a mission trip by 2030? Can we expose our people to missions around the world? Can we send people in our church to go to some of the most least reached people groups and like give, like, can, can we be a part of that? And I know you're thinking, you're like, Jared, we can't do that all right here in Central Mesa. And you're right. We, we sense and believe that we'll be a church of three or four locations all over the East Valley. Like, this is our moment. This is why God has brought us here, like right now for this. And I'm, I'm inviting you. I'm asking you to go on this journey with me. As we hear from the Lord and as we take steps of faith, church, I don't want to look back 10 years from now and say, whoa, I wish I would have. Yeah, but that's way too hard. I don't know, no, 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 no. We are not going to take that approach. We believe that 2020 has been a set up year that we can look back and we can say, man, look what we were able to be a part of. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. Sorry, I'm gonna get there. This is Matthew 22. This is why we do it. The great commandment and the great commission. Jesus said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Here's the great commission. Go and make disciples of all nations in the Holy Spirit's power. Tell everyone about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I mentioned this earlier, but as followers of Jesus, this is not an option. This is a command. This is our, this is why we do what we do. This is our why. And go back to Second Corinthians. The reason why this is, is because now is the time of God's favor and we can all agree. We sense it, we feel it. Like God's favor is upon Trinity Church because we're focusing on the main thing of reaching people for Jesus doing whatever it takes to remodel rooms, to invest. Like we're doing that. So we believe now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. So church, will you join us on this journey? So that's why now is the time. And now we're gonna say, how do we do it? How do we play this out? And if you've been around Trinity for any sort of time, this is not new information. I wanna quickly for 10 minutes, give you our how, of why this is so, or how this is played out, how this is so important. And the first one is this, is we're gonna be a church where we know and we enjoy God. Like, not just know him here, but know him and experience him, and live the best life, to enjoy all that God has for us. Where we get our mission, our how, It comes from Ephesians chapter one, where Paul says, I pray that you may know him better personally. Church, that's my prayer for you, is that you will know him better, that you will keep taking steps of faith, that you will keep saying, God, like, what do you have for me? In this year, as we think about, like, before the end of the year, here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking all of you to go all in. As God speaks to you, you open up your heart, you hold nothing back, and as he reveals, you take the step of faith. Some of you, you've never trusted God with your finances. Go all in, trust him. Some of you, you've never trusted God like, like by serving. Go all in, hold nothing back. Watch and see what he will do. Some of you, you have never given God your whole life. You are playing church. What would it look like for you to go all in? As God speaks to you, like say yes to him. Okay, come on. go all in. Here's the second thing, this is part of our mission. Here's, here's how we accomplish this dream. I'm asking all of us to find a friend, to find a friend. He, Paul says in Ephesians, that I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened focused and clear. You know God better, but you can't do this by yourself. To, to see yourself clearly, to understand that the blind spots, you need people in your, in your life, which is why we ask you to find a friend. And when you find a friend and you have that person that you can be real with, they call things out of you to a better version of yourself than you currently are by the power of the Holy Spirit, there's where you find freedom. And some of us, we are caught in our yesterdays. We're continually stuck over and over and over again. We're not finding freedom. And I believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's because we don't have a friend to be real with. So at Trinity Church, why we encourage you to get into a group is that you can ultimately find a friend, that one person, no guilt, no shame. There's love, there's grace, there's mercy, there's forgiveness, there's peace, there's joy that happens inside of relationships. James, the half-brother Jesus talks about this, because therefore confess your sins to each other, not so you can be saved, Jesus already accomplished that, but you confess your sins to each other so that you may experience healing. Church, I want this for you, which is why even in a pandemic, we have 39 groups in our church right now. Most are meeting online, some are in backyards, socially distant, I'm hearing amazing stories of care being done in these groups, of people experiencing freedom. Church, you need to find a friend. I love this verse. Every time I talk about groups, uh, so write this in. Surround yourself with the right relationships. This is the verse I want to talk about. Walk with the wise and become wise. Why? Because a companion of fool suffers harm. Surround yourself with the right relationships. find a friend, ultimately you find healing. Here's the point number three, discover your purpose. Discovering your purpose. We believe at this church that God has a call on your life. And I'm asking you to discover your purpose. The tragedy is most Christians never do. They go through life not understanding why God has them on this planet and they miss out on all that God wants to do in and through them. If you've been around here any time, this is why, this is what wakes me up in the morning, is to help you experience and to understand why God has placed you on this earth. You have a calling. Paul says it this way, I pray that you may know the hope to which he has called you Paul says a little bit later, for we are God's workmanship, mean like we're awesome, like we're special, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You need to know this, that before there was a you, there was something for you to do. I wanna help you with that. Can you just imagine? What it would look like for 5,000 people who say yes to Jesus to discover their purpose? There is nothing we wouldn't be able to accomplish, church. Aligned around a vision, aligned around a mission, releasing people to go accomplish the dreams that God is putting in their heart. Oh, why? Write it in, then I'm done. So we can make a difference, which is what this series is all about where we literally will leverage our time, our resources, everything that we have so we can make a difference. Paul concludes in Ephesians chapter one, I pray that you may grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life that he has for his followers, his holy people. God has a great plan for you. He wants you to partner with him so you can go make the most amazing difference ever. So I'm asking you to do this, like give my life for the things that really matter. Like as we end this year and we prepare for what's to come, what if all of us took this approach that I'm gonna give my life for the things that really matter. And you're asking the question, Jared, what what matters? Here we go. Like God matters. Think what he's about, it matters. When he asks us to do something, we do it. When he asks us not to do something, we don't do it. Like, God matters. Here's the second thing, you need to know that people matter. People are the only thing that will last forever. All the stuff that we try to accumulate, nothing wrong with that, but the only thing that will last forever are people, which is why then eternity matters. Eternity matters. Where people spend eternity, it matters. We believe at this church that there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And people will stand before the Lord and they will give an account. What did you do with my son Jesus will be the question that will be asked. And if people can't answer that question, they will spend an eternity in a real place with real fire, with real gnashing of teeth in a place called hell, which is why. It motivates us right now more than ever before. The time is short. That God, you matter. What you say, it matters. That people, our neighbors, the city of Mesa, special needs friends and families, Queen Creek, East Mesa, Chandler, Gilbert, like people in this area, they matter because eternity matters. And church, I'm inviting you, come on. I'm inviting you in this journey Let's set up and let's believe in faith that God wants to do more, like immeasurably more than we could ever dream, ask, or think. This is what living a life of legacy, this is what living a life that makes a difference is all about. So right where you are, come on, bow your head, close your eyes, in your home, in your apartment, Right now, take a moment and say, today, God, like I'm making the commitment. I want my life to matter. God, you matter. My neighbors matter because eternity matters. Come on church, make that commitment right there. Hold nothing back from God. Go all in. I believe that God's speaking to some of you today. Some of you, you need to put relation, your relationships in order. Some of you, you need, to, like, you need to put your finances in order. And others of you today, like you, you need to go all in with God. Maybe you've been going your own way, you've been keeping God at a distance, but today you know, come on, I need to give my life fully to Him. There's no shame, there's no judgment, it's just conviction that you're experiencing right now, if that's you. And I wanna pray for you. In fact, some of you today, you know you need to give your life Fully to God, would you just pray this prayer after me, right right where you are. Just say, today, God, I'm sorry. Tell him that. I'm sorry for going my own way. I'm sorry for keeping you at a distance. But as simply as I know how, tell him this, I give my life to you. As I say yes, I hold nothing back. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. Thank you for the hope of heaven. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Come on, just tell them that right where you are. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person praying that prayer. Some are praying that prayer for the very first time. Others, it's a recommitment prayer. Lord, today, as simply as we can, we just say thank you. Thank you for saving people. Thank you for calling us to live the life to make a difference. Lord, thank you for what you desire to do in and through us. And we believe it, we declare it. 2020 is not a set like back, 2020 is a setup. Lord come Holy Spirit, open up heaven and do more. Like be more real to us. Give us more vision than ever before. We don't want to waste this moment. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, if you just prayed that prayer with me, and that's the first time you've ever prayed a prayer like that, take out the connection card that we talked about, not take it out, but download it, the the app, take out the connection card and check the box. Today I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm recommitting my life to Christ. And we're gonna, again, same hassle-free guarantee. We're not gonna come knocking on your door, but we wanna send you an email, give you some very clear next steps. And we wanna help you with water baptism, wanna help you get on the growth track, discover your purpose. We have all of that ready and waiting for you. And wherever you are, man, like we're, we're gonna partner with you. We're gonna walk the journey of faith. And church, before we sign off today, um, it's our time for the offering to worship God through the giving of our tithes and offerings. Aren't you excited about that? Yeah, I know you're clapping. I know you're cheering. You guys are absolutely, absolutely amazing. And again, December thirteenth is our Make a Difference offering. I'll be talking more about this over the next couple of weeks, but um, just pray about it as God speaks to you. Um, I pray that, that you'll say yes, and together we'll, we'll make really an incredible difference this, this holiday, this Thanksgiving season. Um, church, we will keep you updated with any announcements, um, but we are planning a December 6, um, back at it here, in-person gatherings, if you're, if you're ready, if you're comfortable. But if anything were to change, we would, we would communicate that with you. It is Thanksgiving week, and I am so thankful to be your pastor. I love you all dearly. Um, th- it's the joy of my life to pastor here at Trinity Church. And I'm so thankful to pastor such amazing, such amazing people. Let me pray for you. God, I, do, I thank you for all these amazing people. Lord, thank you for bringing us together for this moment. Lord, I pray for their safety. I pray for their health. I pray for their finances, Lord. Would you bless them right now? Would your favor be poured out upon every member, every attender, every friend of Trinity Church? And I do pray that we will have the most amazing, the most amazing Sunday afternoon that we've ever had. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church, keep signing in. I'll see you next week. God bless you.